0: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal, the Arsenal podcast. I am joined, I'm Boyd Hilton. Sometimes I forget to say that. No one cares. I'm joined by Matt Mason. Hello, Boyd. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. How are you? (laughs) Good.
0: Very uh, jolly opening. Yeah. Uh, Formerly of Q Magazine. That's right, Now a freelance journalistic operative. That's
1: correct, yes.
0: And you were at the football match yesterday, we're recording this on Monday, in which Arsenal beat Manchester United 2-0. Yeah,
1: that's why I'm unusually jolly.
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah alan alga's here always played, jolly always um uh no t- yesterday you were um what can only be described as um trolled by the great uh, john cross of the mirror john cross mirror i think today it's, today. Today. today sorry yeah, today, today it's, all, yeah. it's all a blur time's a blur yeah because you posted the betting, the odds, of Arsene Wenger being in charge the first game of the next season. Which which
2: talk us through those? Odds? That's right. Well, at Betway, we've always been... Well, I say the right side of it. We've always been on the side of him staying. Yeah. So wherever all the other companies have been, we've always been the shortest about him staying. Yeah. And today we actually took an unprecedented step of going 7-1 to one on, as wow. in pretty much he's staying. And... Um, John took great delight in yeah. telling everyone that it's probably the most painful tweet I've ever sent out. Um, yeah. Nine to two, the other side. If you want to back him to go, but nine to two. I mean, I was convinced he was staying anyway. But those odds illustrate um, around about seventy uh, percent chance he's uh, staying, may, maybe eighty. If you, Mind you the we, margin, we, yeah. I remember. I seem to remember that uh, Donald Trump was seventy percent certain go. Oh yeah, I mean things like before. that. Things like that have been turned over before. Yeah. but I would say. In this instance, I mean Arsenal have been well. I've done well not to, to leak, or it might be that, as everyone says, that there there is no leak because there's nothing to leak. Yeah, and it's only in sort of one man's head. But we do believe that uh, he's staying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, and I'm joined by Jim Eastlower. Good evening, as I
2: like to call you east, Eastlower.co.uk.
0: That's right. Yeah, uh, you're a uh, strong presence oh, on Arsenal you. Twitter <laughs> and the blogosphere. Twenty four thousand followers. Mm. And you're at the Manchester yesterday as
3: well. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Well done.
0: Yeah. I was as well. <laughs> Alan, you're watching on TV. T V for me, yeah. Yeah. But which I want to ask you about that because in fact that's first things so first. We haven't got by the way, if you're wondering where Sidekick Sidekick Josh is, he's not here outrageously because he's got some event or something on I don't He's know. up the road at Leighton Orient. Is that where he is? Yeah, he's oh, okay. uh, running an event for Christ. playing on the pitch there. Oh fair enough. Well Leighton Orient are really a little lot of shit, aren't they? Yeah. So they need all the help they can get, to be fair. Um but he's not here, so there's no menu in it. I mean, you know, he's, he's kind of stopped drawing up a menu now anyway. The whole thing's anarchic these days. We just we just talk about it. Whatever but the means,
2: starter on your menu is Maltesers. The starter a on my menu, thank
0: you, Alan, is Maltesers. Because <laughs> uh, Maltesergate happened. Yes, if you were you were aware of this? Mm-hmm. I I only was aware of it because I was just I was about to tweet some some stupid comment in a, in a lull. There was a lull <laughs> in the game, funny enough yesterday. I didn't think it was that bad a game, but there were lulls during it. And during a lull, I was about to tweet and Then I saw all this stuff about Gary Neville going on about Maltesers because because he was spotted that two people on our bench were passing around Maltesers. You were this, Matt? Yes, yeah, sure. or, so, so it's now become Malteser Gate, and. Um, I'm going to go to, you, and to exp- you The first part of the story This is going to take up A lot of the podcast By the way I make no apologies about it Maltesers are the new Veggie Burgers So you So what did he say Gary what, what was he, was, he was annoyed Presumably Implying that Arsenal players On the subs bench Were so chillaxed And not taking it yeah. seriously They're passing around Fattening
2: Maltesers Is that what his problem was? Is that roughly what yeah. he said? Yeah. Um, he was discussing Mourinho was in the, At a stage of the game Where he was making A few changes yeah. And uh, they went to Neville and said, well, how many changes would you make, bearing in mind the game looks as if it's gone, and obviously he's bear- he's, he's got to bear in mind the, the Seltz of Vigo game this week. And he started to say, and then they showed a shot of the, um, the fourth official being handed a slip, which you have to hand in when you make a sub. Mm. And behind the fourth official, on that left-hand side of the tunnel, that's where the grounds uh, staff sit yeah. and two of them are passing a bag of Maltesers around and Gary Neville for some reason suddenly thinks it's the Arsenal players which is ridiculous because they wouldn't be in the front row yeah. or that side of the bench no. and Twitter just takes it and runs with it, as usual. Yeah. Every clickbait site in the world saying it's players. I mean, uh, you know, they were getting replies saying, which players are they then? Because they're actually showing a picture and it's quite clear they're not Arsenal right. players. They're in totally different yeah. tracksuit. You'd thought he else, would recognise well, well, they're you'd not think being Arsenal as well, players. But I, I suppose these days, even if, even if Neville has done it as a joke, just to say, yeah. I'd have passed around Maltesers there, maybe he couldn't answer the question about who he'd take off. <laughs> but after that, obviously... Every clickbait site in the world has run with it. It's even even sites today say, saying, yeah. was it, wasn't it? Was like, no, it clearly wasn't. No, but it was two groundsmen. It was, yeah. Too, yeah, two too Hard work.
0: And by the way, I, I, I tweeted... Some th- of the best. The incredible coincidence was. Like, I only like, tweeted two things yesterday, or, or Instagram. them. One was about the pitch, because I thought the pitch looked magnificent, particularly. So i produced a picture of the pitch. Fascinating, man. <laughs> so, that, so they were groundsmen. Responsible. They should be passing around fucking champagne, yeah. as well as more teasers because we're bound to win ground of the year whatever the award is and then the weird really weird coincidence (laughs) for me was is that I had a packet of Maltesers uh, at the point where this Gary Neville thing happened happened to be eating them and I went to the match with Dan Baldwin formerly of this podcast and hopefully he'll be back one day and he was we were with his son Harry who's like six seven years old and every time I go to the match with Harry with little Harry I always buy him a packet of peanut M&Ms and this is tradition every single time it's been going on for years except this week there were no peanut M&M's on our bit of club level. In fact, there was no candy option apart from Maltesers. So Dan buys his son a packet of Maltesers and we're sharing them out happily. But I'm suspicious that the first time you go, you know, forever, there's only been Maltesers. It's I, the I only think this option. is the most elaborate alibi I've ever heard, Boyd. Well, that's a good alibi, isn't it? But it's doing this weird coincidence that People are pictured on the bench eating Maltesers. You can only buy Maltesers suddenly in our bit of the ground in club level. No other can. I think the whole thing is, a, a, is an elaborate um, publicity stunt. I mean, buy sounds, Maltesers.
1: It sounds like a construction to get someone on the uh, the best Arsenal podcast in the land to start talking about Maltesers. It feels like you've well, fallen into a marketing oh trap. Oh, God,
2: you're right. That's worked, doesn't it? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, I, feel get, I feel are absolutely stupid you, now. You think I'm negative about some of the things at our club. There's one guy straight <laughs> said, that is so unprofessional. Then had it explained to you it was the ground stuff and then still said it was unprofessional and i'm thinking what the people That's who hilarious. blow the pitch can't eat more teas. that is brilliant christ and i suddenly felt that you know oh well, I'm, I'm glad i'm glad i brought it up because bastion i do think those, of stupidity on the. <laughs> i do think those grounds people are allowed to i mean they, they can do,
1: what, do they what they like, like. all <laughs> they like
0: all right let's move on to the actual game i suppose i suppose the the main question is often is when we win and there's i mean we've won a few haven't we recently I mean, Manchester United were diabolical, weren't they? Like, I was surprised. I mean, I know they're kind of... I mean, they've been they've been on this 25-match run and half of them were draws. In fact, I did see... When I, when I was on the bus, I watched the aftermath on, on Sky and I think Jamie Redknapp said it was the most boring, unbeaten run in history of football, which was quite right. They were terrible and their tactics were just bizarre, I thought, against us. And it was almost like... like it, it would have been really even more embarrassing than ever not to have beaten them and we managed it with a fluke goal and all that. So do you think... We're already getting carried away a little bit, Jim, with the fact that we beat Manchester United finally, uh, ah. being a top six team, you know, finally. Or is it quite good news and they're at kind of roots of optimism?
3: I, I um, it's always nice to beat Man U. Don't get me wrong, and uh, to, to put the Mourinho, who um, <clears throat> do to bed. But uh, it was a very peculiar game, and, and they were. You don't, you know, they certainly. If you compare both of these sides, actually, not just Man United, but to, to the um, to the kind of spars, the spars of, of yesteryear, that it was a it was a very a, a sort of laboured performance from Man United they didn't look at all good and mm. they're clearly putting all their eggs in the Europa League basket which is um, which is it's a risky thing to do but um, it, it was a very odd kind of slow um, a sort of complete lack of tension I thought of the game and, and the atmosphere as a result was pretty similar as well
0: yeah, yeah the atmosphere was well, the atmosphere of the game I mean it was kind of it was, it was very sunny wasn't mm. it in the end it was a weirdly really night nice, which I always think adds to a certain feeling of like Teams being on holiday a little bit, like that that th- mood. But it, but um, I thought the f- I thought we. I mean, I just thought the fact we had chances on goal, sh- shots on target, um, a few in the first half. So did they, to be fair. And then that, like I thought we were playing better. And like, I can't. Work, I almost. I'm finding it difficult to work out in my head the extent to which we were playing better as a team and as a unit and kind of dealing with the three at the back thing better and you know of no Giroud which immediately makes everything you know faster and flowing better or just that it was down to them being so their neg- negative tactics and them being just not great what was your feeling
1: um I mean it had that pre-season friendly feeling to it, partly because of the weather um and you know it just we were having shots on goal they were having you know they had that chance Rooney had that chance where Holding lost his mind and I think <laughs> yeah. it's I think it's because the players were, were slightly lax I mean I didn't take too much heart from the performance don't get me wrong I really enjoyed a three minute period where um, a flute goal that no amount of park buses can legislate for and then Danny Welbeck scoring against his old club and celebrating yeah. that was magnificent I really enjoyed that but I walked to the game thinking I can't remember walking to a United game like this with it feeling so insignificant mm. um, and that's how the first half felt to me. You know, it was, it was played at a slower pace than normal. Um, you could see that United had come for the point. And to be honest, I think they would have got that point without, you know, that deflection. And then... That's what Marino said. Yeah. And then the only thing that added tension, really, was was the fact that we got ourselves into a 2-0 lead, which always puts me in mind of, right, how are we going to fuck this one up? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there were a couple of occasions, the Rooney free kick, for instance. I thought, oh, here it comes. This ends to all. But aside from that, it it just felt like a game played at 75% pace, I think. So I'm not sure we were that great. You know, we were good, we were quite cohesive, we looked quite solid, but they were trash.
0: Yeah, they were. Alan, I mean, we know how you feel, Alan, because
1: you sent a a, uh,
0: tweet, a a DM tweet earlier today when when we were kind of gathering, before we gathered, saying... um, that I, I see some people are forgiving the North London Derby defeat because we beat a half bothered United in a friendly atmosphere. Our fan base is so binary at times, look forward to later. To which I replied, Classic Elga pre emotive strike, which auto corrected preemptive strike, obviously. So I'm annoyed pre-emptive. that yeah that, that, that the iPhone corrects preemptive to pre emotive. But apart from that,
2: a fair point, well made. It's quite emotive it? as well, though. <laughs> and quite emotive, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just. I, I'm really puzzled by some people in our our fan base that have to, they have to celebrate every win as if it's the best win Arsenal have ever had. It's almost like they wake up a fresh Arsenal fan that morning and providing we do what we need to do that particular day, mm. they then, you know, uh, they, they then describe that as being job done. I, I'm happy that we beat Manchester United. I'm happy that we beat a Mourinho team and you know I enjoy it when we win but people are trying to trying to bring in their agendas off the back of wins and defeats don't get me wrong you know the the arsenal brigade do it enough when we when we lose and i think as always i mean you know we're trying to sum up whether that was a good performance or a good win and the people that are saying we were absolutely brilliant um have got it wrong and I think the people are saying we were we were rubbish and lucky are wrong. I think the answer is somewhere in between. I thought we had the best chances in the game. The mm. Hayes had to pull off two really good saves and then we've scored two. It's lucky that we scored the first one because I, I do agree that I don't think they'd have been dragged out of position for goal two if they if we hadn't scored goal one. But at the end of the game I thought we deserved it but in an iso- on an isolated day a game against Manu that didn't really mean much You've got to be happy with it, but I think that you know the season as a whole still up to this point. If it ends today, or you know it's it's, it's dragging on to an end with with the other fixtures that we've got, I, I don't think it defines our league season at all. I don't think I don't think it will mean much. And you mentioned the atmosphere. I mean, I I didn't go to the game. I watched on TV. I, I can't remember a time I've ever heard Arsene Wenger actually on TV because mm. he's got he hasn't really got a voice that carries at all and there were at least two instances yesterday where you could hear him and they actually showed him on the bench and yeah. you could hear him exactly what he was saying no, really. you could hear a pin drop in that stadium oh, I And mean, mm. I don't know whether it felt like that mm, at the it? stadium but yeah. I'm, you could hear players on the pitch <laughs> and i tell you, I tell you just one other quick thing uh, I, it was on the same time as the National League semi-final in their playoffs. So I was watching that as well. A non-league game with about 3,000 people there. And I'm used to watching that division. There's only like 300 people in the stadium. All you can hear is the players shouting like, man on. You could hear that yesterday in the Arsenal game. And I was switching over to Forest Green Dagenham. And you could just hear the crowd, you know, we're going to Wembley. So and there was only 3,000 of them. So it must have felt like that for the, for the rest of the crowd. And... I don't know. What I mean, was Fergus saying on the bench? I'm intrigued. Jacker, oh, like, don't
1: shoot. <laughs> pass the Maltese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: pass the Maltese for the other side. He was saying something about higher up, higher up. Something like know, that. Someone knows. He was obviously pushing. Uh, I think he was pushing oxlade Chamberlain a bit further up the pitch. Right. Um, but look, good performance. Good performance. Yeah. I'm not getting carried away. No. Off the back of beating as. I said in that DM to all of us earlier, a, a, a team that looked half bothered and, and and with bigger things on their mind. Yeah. If, if if that's part of a, a ten game unbeaten run, where we've you know won in the semi final, maybe drawn at Tottenham, and looked good in other matches then great, I'll I'll be as positive as anyone. But, you know, people are forgetting that we we beat Leicester at home with a deflected goal. I mean, we've been extremely lucky this season and all all the stats bear that out. Our our performances must improve. They must improve. If he's staying, he's staying. Let's get the agendas out of the way we definitely need to improve and, and surely even the, the people that want him to stay must agree mm. with that
0: yeah I thought it was interesting yeah well, it took, it took some individual players Cause, so your, your favourite um, the Ox is, lots of the other, the other yeah. uh, theory of the moment is that in this formation in the three at the back formation with him having some kind of you know quasi defensive role and uh, it allows him to attack he was pretty good yesterday wasn't he I mean he was better than you know yeah. but I'm not so on the yeah. Alga Oxometer yeah. Are we like, you know, we should definitely still get rid of him? Would you get rid of him completely? Or is he a valuable squad player who's actually,
2: or this role's actually bringing the best out of him to some extent? Not I'm, convinced? I'm not entirely convinced. I will, I will go back to a point I made a few weeks ago, which, which was that I think all of these players that I've criticised or other people have criticised or I've praised, they definitely do deserve a clean slate if a new guy comes in. Obviously, I don't think that's happening, but... No. What, what what I've said and I've said this most of the season is that these players are given different instructions all week they're given weird teams to work with like why was Giroud playing against Tottenham Mm. that's not every other player on the on the team's fault when that happens no so if you've got Giroud up front and there's not one person apart from well there's two people maybe maybe Giroud's parents you want to be involved in this there's maybe four people on the planet that would have played Giroud in that game (laughs) And I don't know if Shuri's parents would have done maybe not so maybe you've got not you've got Wenger who's the other one But then Wenger th- Shuri's parents who's the fourth that would have played him well, he's him? got two parents I'm hoping oh two parents yeah, oh, yeah okay Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping um,
1: I think his dad would take him out of the firing <laughs> lane, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah that's him. what I was but thinking does, yeah. does that
2: then become the fault of the other ten players on the pitch that they've got him up front and no, then their whole performance not. becomes yeah. bad so I, I think someone like Oxlade-Chamberlain definitely deserves a clean slate because people mm. with far better football brain than me tell me that he has got the attributes. So I'm, I, I need to see that. I need to see that week in, week out. We wrote a big article on the Betway site today about Aaron Ramsey having a good game. Well, sorry, it was referred to as a great game, but oh, in reality... Yeah, he was mad the match, so I was going to talk about that. But was in reality, he? those me. players yeah. should be playing that yeah. well... Yeah seven times out yeah. of ten like Emmanuel Petit you wouldn't I mean yeah. if you go back to 98 you wouldn't write that about Emmanuel Petit would you you would just say he did what we expected yeah, him yeah, to yeah. do let's move on
1: Aaron Ramsey man of the match Matt? possibly but I think he's having a seven out of ten game after a run of fives and fours yeah. and it looks a lot better and it's the same with Oxlade-Chamberlain I think yeah. I'm really glad Oxley chamberlain has stopped making mistakes that cost us goals mm. but I think there's still a lot of room for improvement I think you're right he deserves a clean state and you know, especially if a new guy comes in, see what he can do with him because he's been shunted around the pitch. And um but I just don't want to get carried away with these performances. I thought Ramsey played the best I've seen him for a long time, possibly man in the match. Um But that doesn't mean he's suddenly a world beater again. He's no. not got that no. 2013 no. form. I thought the holding. It
3: sorry, it was a, it was a good performance,
1: but not. There weren't a lot of standout
3: performances no. in it. No. I mean, you know, it was a good, solid team performance, but. I think he probably... I'd say he probably was man of the match. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, but not... not. It wasn't really, really obvious. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think I th- it goes back to, the, like I said, the, the, that binary fan base. Either it's we're absolutely terrible absolutely brilliant. And they do it with the players as well. And I think Holden got so much praise for how well he played. And he definitely did play well at Wembley against Man City. And then obviously he doesn't get picked for the next game as everyone's saying, well, that's got to knock his confidence because I think he's brilliant. Well, you don't think he's brilliant. You just... You just know that he had a good yeah. game against City and you want him to repeat that. Yeah. Which Arsenal fan wouldn't want him to repeat that? But I I, I actually, I might be in a mi- minority here. I thought the mistake yesterday was Koscielny's fault. I thought Koscielny did that possible, and yeah. I'm just using my hands to sort of say, bring the ball to me. Yeah, yeah. And he did do that and he put it towards Koscielny and then Koscielny backed off as if to say, check, going to get it. So yeah, it was I'm, 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 I'm going to give Holding um, mm. the benefit of the doubt on that one. But he had a, he had a reasonably good game. These are, these, are, these are players thrown into different formations each week with what I believe is very little instruction. I'm not in the changing room. And, and, he, even and I'll have to say for Jeff's purposes, that's not a fact. It's Jeff just Arsenal. my opinion.
0: Even with the three at the back, like was, I watched the post-match interview, it must have been on, either on Match of the Day or Oscar. I can't remember which one. And he was like, oh, you know, just the interviewer said, I was is the three at the back ma- making you much more defensively stable. And I thought, well, I didn't against Spurs. And you keep changing which three it is at the back. So, Why is he... Do- I, again, you know, for me... Uh, it's more, it's, and I know it's going on about him again, and you, you did make the point, but there was a good point that, um, you know, if he's staying, he's staying. We've all got to, we've got to, just got to deal with it, haven't we, <laughs> you know, in our individual ways. But I'm finding it, like yesterday Could for me, mechanism. yeah, like it's like, well, you've picked a different three, you know, why Gabrielle, you know, you have got, why Monroe and not Gabrielle, you know, the three that played pretty well against City in the semi final, you haven't played that three again. It just, mm. I don't get what's going on in his mind, and I have to talk about the jury factor yet yeah, again, like, I mean, I'm sorry, but within ten seconds of the game yesterday, I was like, the relief that we didn't have to deal with him was the, the, I thought was just palpable among everyone, the players, the fans, everyone was like, just please God, just stop it with him now. And this just made underline even more that when he has picked him in all these games recently, what were you? Th- what was he thinking?
3: Am I being unfair? No, I don't think so. I think it doesn't work in this formation particularly. It doesn't work. You know, he's got. I think he's he's a bit of a scapegoat and unfair, unfairly because he scores some good goals and he scores quite a lot of good goals. He's he's a he's a decent fifteen to twenty goal striker and has been pretty much every season but he definitely looks a lot slower in this and in a in a team that's crying out for pace and it has cried out for pace yeah. for a long time he definitely holds things up and, and that is baffling to me why you know I would play well back up front every single game now but i guess it's a, a case of managing his fitness and a few other factors but potentially yeah. I'm, you know, obviously, obviously uh, being nice to Wenger here it is a bit baffling and then to take put gabriel back in after the match yeah. did, then to take him out again because he screwed up it is it is a bit weird he's obviously trying to make trying to make Trying everything he can to make it feel something click, but you know yeah. maybe it didn't stop to see that actually it was all right for a bit.
0: <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Amy Lightstroke thing interesting about Jaco as well today. Did you, did you read that? That saying maybe Jaco's come coming good. Bookmarked because someone said it was really good. So yeah, it was interesting. I mean, you know, it was just like I mean, you know, he was also decent yesterday. You know, I mean, compared to some of his yeah. and a lot of. Pundits like I've saw someone I wish I can remember it was saying that our big signings this year, you know Mustafi him and of course the striker who is, uh, never gets to play let, even not even on the bench now is he injured? Um, I don't think so. Oh. I, the,
1: yeah, I think I the forget club, his the name because he's never played. Perez, Perez. Perez. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's um, the official word is he's injured, but that. That right. feels like something to save face for him. Yeah,
0: just yeah. you know. So a lot of pundits are saying Al signings have been terrible and disastrous. So I don't think they've been that. I think I think Jacques has shown moments of promise. And if it hadn't been for him, trying that shot from oh, because he does every game. You know, yeah. he did it again later in the game. But you've then, got
3: four, four players who've come in to a dis, to a team that from about November December time became dysfunctional. Right, exactly. So you know, for, for one of them to to pick up the whole team by the scruff of its neck is a bit of a tall yes, ask. exactly. You know? I think yeah. Mustafi was quite good earlier in yeah, the season. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, even, I think Perez, is when, he's, when he's played, has looked yeah. pretty decent to me. Shaka, um, for me, the jury's still out. No, the jury's um, definitely out. But he's only out, been here yeah. a season. And yeah. people do always do yeah, say, yeah. give the guy a chance, you mm, know. And, exactly. I, and I think we all want the, the immediate quick fix success, success these days. But I, I still don't think it's unreasonable to say first season, you're still kind of bedding in. Yeah. yeah. And then let's, you know, it's the classic judge me or may. I'm not saying that, but next season we'll, we'll probably see um, something a bit different.
0: And also, it's not his fault. Wenger's tried as the point that um, Amy Lawrence made in their piece. He's just tried constantly change that midfield, that central mm. midfield, just all the time, and he has not seized upon. A, a good, you know, so now we've got Ramsey and Jack, and it's kind of it's doing okay. You know. But it's his
2: fault. It's not. It's not the player's fault that he keeps hasn't come up with the right. Exactly, you know, it's what I was saying earlier. I mean, you, you you make pairings on the pitch. You get used to you know who's who's to your left, who's to your right, what you've been asked to do, um, what kind of runs different people make, and I, I I know I get that the modern game has squad rotation, but you should still all play to a you know the relatively same instructions each match. Yeah. Barring what you're trying to stop the opposition doing, to do, and 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 whichever two are in the midfield, they should they should come with the same instructions and same um, competencies on each side of the pitch. But they just it just it goes back to the thing of just I'm sure players are just thrown out there and just told to get on with it, and it does make. I mean, could you blame Alexis for the fact that in the North London derby? He looked poor. I, he looked poor yes, yesterday. Mm. A few times. I mean, he, I thought he, he tried better little, yesterday. But he. he tries that little dink over the top, doesn't he? And, and he had to do that with Giroud because Giroud wasn't making a run. Yeah. So does that then become Giroud playing badly? But Alexis, Alexis having a bad performance because Giroud's in front of him and there's nothing,
0: nothing more he can do. I think so. I think he was much better. I thought he was. I th- he was my man in the match yesterday. I know. Mm. I, I mean, I, I think you know a lot of people are still slugging him off, saying you know he should go. Got rid of the ball
2: two minutes he turns want, over the ball too many he times he does
0: lose the ball he, he, it's, I, think, I just think it's easier for, for, for defence to take the ball off him than all, the rest of the players because he's trying to do much more with it. Yeah. he's true, trying to dribble true. and he's yeah. trying to
3: do something creative. and his it. work rate is, is phenomenal and that's the thing that slightly worries me about when he goes gonna, yeah. I, think, I think he is going to go Yeah, that's the feeling I get and, yeah, you um, see his
0: interview on Sky. I mean, it was literally like you know, well, I'm going to see what happens in yeah. the season. I.e., you know, Which I mean, is what a miracle p- would it take <laughs> for him to stay? Well,
3: exactly. And, and but you know, all through the season, he does. He makes a lot of mistakes, and his body language has not been great from time to time. But his work rate is phenomenal, yeah. and the rest of the team and creatively, you know, doesn't work that hard. He's
0: contributing. He's. He. I mean, that ball, that ball over the top that you talked about, I kind of worked. He did it. Again. He did do it again, and it yeah, worked yeah, for one yeah. in one situation. Yeah. And I just think you he just he's unpredictable. So you know he shoots from angles that I've uh, one just everything I thought yesterday he, I just thought he was by far the most creative mm. player an influential player and even I mean even Ozil was decent yesterday which finally I mean there were moments actually where he, again he, he at one point he was a terrible misplaced pass in the first half I can't remember who too which was embarrassing but but generally there were mo- had moments sec- in the second of- half him and Sanchez were just like passing to each other mm. quite nicely it was like they didn't want to deal with anyone else <laughs> in the team um, but even, everything though but even before saying that they all look better because manchester united let us look better didn't yeah, they? I, think I mean
1: the, for me the point about sanchez is if the, if he gives the ball away that often against a great united side we probably get punished once or twice yeah, on the break true you know? true but then you know maybe maybe he doesn't try that if we're playing a better united side
0: yeah maybe yeah uh, we'll talk more about the game i want to mention uh, jose marino as well after this break
3: Such as Mr. George Decay. Star Trekking Across the Universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk.
0: And we're back from the break. um Josie Marina, I just want to say, you know, I, I, I like, after he's post-match interviews were I know he's a twat but I do hate him even more every time I see him like I, I know it, the only thing he puts into perspective for me is like the moral difference between vague, like all managers talk shit I guess to some extent but for me Marino does is more full of shit than anyone else I can think of in terms of everything he said is just utter nonsense he was going on about oh. You know everything. Like he doesn't take any any um, responsibility for the way he set up that team. It was like, oh, we would have won if they hadn't have scored that lucky goal. Like, I don't think you would have done. You, you said them up in the most boring
3: way. Everything he said was ludicrous. Am I the only one? It <laughs> was this touch through gritted teeth that he yeah. l- lost to Venga, and he had to say something complimentary, and he ended up in his classic way, kind of twisting it round so that it wasn't very complimentary after all. Oh. He's he's, a, he's he's an extra. He's quite an extraordinary. I, I would love to know. Um, what the Man United fans as a general mm. think about him because he's made them harder to beat I know this is not Man United we'll stop after this but it's a quite an interesting point because yeah, you know he is, he is this um, self-appointed special one but I don't think and I don't think they've been particularly exciting to watch at least not the games I've yeah. seen anyway
0: and he pe- so he picked this team and he, he before them actually said oh is going to love me because I'm picking this team of youngsters or whatever he called them the B team which had one youngster in it and the rest of them Costs more, I believe, than, than our, our entire team. I think his subs bench costs bench, more than our team. Yeah, yeah. The bench costs more than our team, and I just think it's. I can't take him. I can't even begin to take him seriously. And yet he does annoy. He'd get at me. And he must get. He must get, a, or lots of people. But I just find him completely an offensive individual. Everything does. I like him. <laughs> oh, you're
2: going to say that? Would you like him to be manager of Arsenal? Absolutely. Oh. I'll take him tomorrow.
0: Oh,
2: I'll take him tomorrow. Really? Yeah. He's a winner, and I tell you what—that United team will will do stuff next year. They definitely will. Yeah, they'll, feel win, like they'll win. They'll win things next year. I, I actually think they'll win. The, they'll go very close in the league next year. Um, I think. Well, I mean, they should do, shouldn't they? I mean, well, yeah, but, and, and they should do. Don't yeah. get me wrong; it's yeah. not like he's plucked um, no. a team out of nowhere. But then again, people always accuse him of that, and he did do that. He did do that when he was a much younger manager with no experience. I mean, this thing—I I think people are quite. I I get why Arsenal fans hate Mourinho, but I mean, in a broader football sense, I like him and I like mm. what he does with his teams. And this they are thing boring, of, though, aren't they? They're, I mean, they're... I thought the Porto team that he had were incredible. And, oh yeah, but I and, mean, like what he's done with. But he 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 knows that he's he's the there to win things, and he he he's got an amazing record of winning things, regardless of the money spent. And I think he'll do it at, at United and. Yeah, he'll do it with loads of money, but he'll, he'll deliver.
1: I mean, he's, he's likely to end this season with two trophies you know, as bad as United are. Yeah, of course, are, yeah. And yeah. as much as it's only, you know, he clearly doesn't trust half the players there.
2: I get that feeling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I and mean, he is unbelievably openly critical. of. The I think players. he was told by the United board, someone's, someone on one of the United podcasts, which is, this, this has turned into... <laughs> Sorry. A, yeah. I, I, um, I think he was told to, to rein in Would after, you like him as the manager of Arsenal? Yeah. I did ask that question. Carry on. I think he was told to reign in his behaviour. I think it was, there was a period around November where even Ferguson... Right. I had to have a word with him and say, right, um, you know, tell me your comments have yeah. just been ott, yeah. and you need to focus on the team. And they went on the unbeaten run after that. So, but then he started saying how he, you know, he ment- is mentally manipulating. Oh, I think players. I think he does <laughs> do that, and he does. I mean, if he's if he's got to you, then what yeah. he's trying to do is get to yeah. all the other managers he's taking in the over League. the
0: Aston podcast again. <laughs> it's like Maltese Gate all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Mourinho Gate. I would hate to have him. You see, I do the draw. I, I have a you know, I. I wouldn't mind having loads of opposition managers of, of rival teams as, as our manager. I think they could do a better job than Wiener. Yeah. But he, he could do a better job, I'm sure. But I still don't want him to be manager.
1: Yeah, I, I just think, you know, Arsene's done enough that we can't create a situation where he's sitting at home watching Mourinho with his girlfriend. And that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though I'd That'd agree with that. That would <laughs> be, be far too cruel.
0: That would be horrendous. Did you see the story that we're going to buy that um,
2: Mbappé? um for was it, 85 million we're going to we're going to 85 million and a guarantee that he will be a starting striker. Yeah. You can never do that with players especially young players. No. he saying that to a young player. I mean I hey I'm not saying anyone at Arsenal has said this to him. I mean it's been leaked that that's the way we phrased it but imagine you know We've, we've got a bad work ethic as it, uh, is, as it is at the club yeah let's say yeah. someone you're a
1: starting striker and you're guaranteed and also signing how
3: old is, is he 18, 19 exactly a exactly. yeah. yeah. massive season of growing yeah. pains you yeah. can't yeah. just leave him in the team
1: I imagine that once uh, season ticket renewals are done they'll tell him that he's not a starting striker if he joins us Senate in fact we don't
2: want him at all <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> funnily enough <laughs> uh-huh. yeah well, it's just embarrassing isn't it these stories I mean I think that's like come from I mean Gazidis or someone you know but I was mean, it,
3: wasn't it the case that Wenger did that classic Wenger thing where he said we nearly signed him it makes yeah. T- oh, yeah, tear Is that- your hair out. Well, you did sign yeah. him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's <laughs> got to stop
0: doing that. He keeps doing that. Yeah, we nearly signed it. fucking every great player in the world. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah. And we're going to nearly mm-hmm. sign Mbappe as well, probably. And not and absolutely 100% not sign him at all. I just think that's like a. I think that's indicative of the behind the scenes thing that's going on. This whole kind of, you know, board. Gazzidis split with him I think like you know someone I'm sure the bull would love to buy him I'm sure he is tomorrow that's why I, th- I think this whole thing about what we can and can't afford is such a myth because I think even Cronkie would let us spend 85 million on him tomorrow on a big player. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't give a
2: shit and Gazidis could sort that out would he even absolutely you're going even further than I would in saying that that, that Wenger's basically lying about this and keeping oh, totally. it into himself. Absolutely. We could only find out by him going what and I, someone coming in splashing yeah, 150 I
0: million mean, straight off. What I mean is, I, it means, I, just, I think it's everything about... So this particular example is kind of partly why I bring it up, because it is, a, I, it's, it is nonsense. But I do think it's, it, as you said, I do think it's been leaked by someone in the hierarchy. Because, all, you know, mm. one paper and they all followed through and talk, just talk, talked about it. They, I'm sure they would love they would love it, because it will placate the fans. I think I think they're more scared mm. about the fan thing, and about, you know, because this is every day they have to deal with, you know, some kind of stuff about the fans complaining. And I don't think Vane gives a shit about that. So he's happily, you know, sitting there, like, I'm not, I, he would never spend $85 million on an 18-year-old right. in his life, let alone promise them they can start, as you say. And there is any
3: there? school of thought, isn't there, that actually it's got to the point um, uh, that doesn't really matter who he signs because the same mistakes will keep happening. Yeah. It's, well, it's yeah. the kind of structural weaknesses
0: that are sure. there. Sure. So. Sure. But I don't think it's in him. I think it's. I think it's everything he's against. Is that? And that example of a signing I just don't think I think it would be the idea of spending £85 million on anyone right you know even though it's the going rate well it's going to kill Chuba Akpom isn't it it's yeah. going to <laughs> kill Akpom exactly for all those so in no way is he going to do that but, and yet I think the board would love would love the, us to buy that kind of play because they think they, cause they think it would be one way of placating the fans so I do think it's I, I don't think I think we would absolutely spend that money with with another manager and I think exactly. they'd love it and they may even
2: impose it on him who knows really I, I, I don't know Cronky I don't know how much of the how much wind he gets of the stick but do you really think he'd allow that to happen because
0: yeah I, you know I don't
2: know. I mean we, there, we, though, we, yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> hypothetical because you only find out if finger goes and someone else comes in quite ambitious says I want this much money in the war chest and I want to spend it on x y and z and if that person's prevented then we know, know all along that and would he even come you know, oh, it, that's the bigger
3: it, idea. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. The big so, there are so, there are so many variables here that lead, you know, lead it to
1: be one of those stories that goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he spent the week, or well, his agent spent the week before that story, saying things like he only wants to sign for Barcelona or Real Madrid. So, the board probably feel quite safe if they right. are leaking this yeah, story that they're, they're going to yeah, have to Yeah. I wonder how many of story, those yeah.
2: down the years have actually been leaked where there was just absolutely no chance of getting the player. Um, Ibrahimovic Hasn't played in either game Against us Someone said today <laughs> Oh yeah he, he He was the one That yeah. I don't do trials uh, Yeah that's right We could yeah. have signed The list, the list of back, players That he we could nearly have bought him. Yeah
0: I mean Messi Did he nearly buy Messi yeah, I think really Messi seen. Yeah um, Suarez obviously mean, we did nearly buy him Did you see the Ian Wright Thing on BT Sport On Saturday where you know that thing where t- and he was launched this rant about how and he went back to the Suarez situation. He's talking about Dick Law missing flights to sign players. He was quite. It was quite a kind of you know. He's like an off Gazidis and mm. it was, he was. His thing was like you know the whole cup is a shambles.
2: Well,
1: hasn't Urzil? Yeah, he so only
2: deal with Josh. Cronky. Josh did So he's, he doesn't want Dick Law involved in the transfers. Oh, that maybe that's why Wright was asked that question. Yeah, probably. Maybe yeah. that's come out
1: of that, but. I mean, I had a thought about that. It's, you know, it's a bit of wild speculation. But if you're Ozil and you've discovered that no one else wants to buy you and you're actually going to have to go back and accept the offer, it makes it look a bit better on your part if it's, well, yeah, we got Josh Cronky involved and I got what I wanted rather than I came back to the club with my tail between my legs and accepted what's been on the table for months.
3: Which is still double what he earns, if if that's correct. I mean, I, I don't know whether he should even be offering that, quite honestly. It seems uh, you know he's, he's had a, he hasn't had a great season certainly not the second half of the season and to suddenly double his wages.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I, I mean, I, I you know I I was so thrilled when we bought Özil, but I I I have gone the other way. now. Yeah, I my, I've my, become like out like I became Wenger after. I, well, you know, I like in it weak kind of way. He's a
3: great technical footballer, but yeah. he's he's not. He, you know, you can in the right team. And you and, and yeah. you do feel that no, Arsenal it's not quite right. the right team.
0: Someone said to me yesterday, like, "Look at the way he plays for Germany compared to the way he plays for us." Like, I've never seen him give a bad performance for Germany. Or you just see him about well, But I, no, I no, like, no, I'm I'm
2: just, I'm I'm frowning because in the German national team, he's got you know instruction yeah. structure well, around of course, him. Yeah. And, sure. and yeah. Sort of yeah. And they are odds-on favourites for most games that they play. Yeah, yeah but
0: I mean, I, I, I don't know. But there's almost I, he almost feels like like everyone goes on You know, he's such a shadowy presence and he's just, his his languid style. He doesn't seem languid when he plays for Germany. No, not I never thought, not thought not so. so. I never thought of him. This is this is what I wanted to say. I have never thought of him as that languid until he came to
1: Arsenal. He became languid. It kind of mm. like makes we you, made him languid. It makes you wonder about our Shavin. You know, yeah. he was he was electric yes. when right. he first arrived, and then everyone decided he was the laziest player that had ever been at the club. Mm. But are, are we? Is it just that we're ruiners of men? Thomas Rosicky, you know? <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, yeah. It was the Czech. David Beckham did everything, ran yeah. their midfield, and if you're watching for Czech Republic, we, you know was busting a gut week in week out. Yeah, that he couldn't even bother to think, get on the pitch.
3: Well, I think he was great for us when he was when he was bloody fit, but he was fit I
2: thought he I thought he was a great player.
1: Yeah, too. When him. he
0: was
2: Alexander Kleb, it's another one. Yeah yeah Come maybe on. it is maybe it is us <laughs> I think it is us
0: yeah so would, I'm gonna, would you? Would do you want Ozil to, to sign a new contract for gazillions of thousands of pounds a week
1: uh, I would like Ozil to sign if he can play with runners and not Giroud if he can you know if
0: I mean, oh, so if we if we ditch Giroud, if we sell, someone wants to buy him, doesn't they? Like, well, why wasn't he gone already? I mean, just just get rid of him. So I think he's a good squad squad player. We should keep. Oh yeah, him. but is, the problem with having a good, good squad player like him is he's going to play him all the time.
3: No, look,
0: it's twenty uh, five minutes. One will Do
2: something it. different. That's oh. not it's not Wenger right. style, but twenty five minutes to do something different. He can, yeah, yeah. like Jim but said you, earlier, He's got he's got a good record, a good scoring record for us. It's just when you. I, I, what was the line I used earlier in the season? He, he's as good as he's as good as he is until you rely on him to be that good. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yes, all right. And but, that's that's the okay. problem with it. Yeah, when he's he got something to prove, coming off the bench after being yeah.
2: dropped. Oh, I'm fine. As long as we can have some rule where he's always
0: on the bench, <laughs> yeah. like it's the same rule. and Bappo's going to always start. But then, so be, none of those are going to happen. But he'd
2: start against Forest away in the League Cup, and that's great. And oh, uh, fine. Yeah, but yeah,
0: I just but, think my only issue is always going to someone someone, I think it might have been Barney Rona who writes funny tweets about him every single day now pretty much says something about you know Venga felt bad t- to him so g- gave him 10 starts in a row you know that's the kind of thing he will do he's not going to just bring him on as a sub he's going to play him in really important games like Spurs away because he's fucking nuts that was so nice. what I'm saying is is that <laughs> without that guarantee yeah. that he's not going to have <laughs> Giroud annoying us all would you sign him?
1: I I think there's still a great player in Ozil but there's so many variables you know who's the manager well assuming Wenger's the manager yeah would you really? Would you you want more of that? I think if you love someone set them free from this club (laughs) (laughs) sell them all
0: (laughs) I I would right now personally I'd be happy and I never thought I'd say this to see Ozil go to see Ramsey go and I, I, don't, I want Alexis to say definitely because I just think he, he he's capable of so much more. But, but I think I guess the
3: crux is, of the matter is, the, yeah. which is that Arsenal feels stale at the yeah. moment. We we go from one decent result then to another stodgy one, and then yeah. something, and then it goes up, and it and it's been very much like that since Christmas. And and you could argue going back a lot longer than that. And and it feels stale, and you need. You need some change. The question is, how much change? You're not realistically going to sell 15 players in the summer and sign 15. It doesn't happen that no. way. No, right. So, Ur- so Ur- some Ur- will, Ur- some people, some players will stay there. So would that you will, get rid of Urzal? Urzal, Ur- I do you know? Given given the turmoil in the club, and even with if Wenger stays, I think there'll be a, a few players that go and a few that come in. I think he's. I think this is not the year to do it. Oh, okay. I, I think yeah. wher- whether he gets a new contract, I don't know, but I wouldn't get rid
2: of him this summer. This, this seems. Him- Free theory, it's just like the, the marriage failing and then sending your favorite kids off to boarding school. It's just like, <laughs> just get out of there. No, I can't, I can't have it at all. But Keep him, that's yeah. right. He was great earlier know. in the season,
3: he's got yeah. nine goals.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. exactly. Well, you're keeping us as a squad uh, player as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to build a team around him, but I don't see, I'm, I'm a bit torn on it because I don't think he deserves the absolute mega bucks. No, and I wonder if we should pull out and say, Do you know what? I don't. Think many people are going to want to offer. I don't think who's going to that buy much it? money for him because he doesn't it? fit into no. where he needs to be. It's like when they're talking about Alexis. Right, you can go back to Spain, but you will be that squad player that you were before, and you'll be used in certain situations where you're, you know, you're the big fish here. You, you, oh yeah, you, but I think Alexis. You're the first Chelsea name would on would the buy team Alexis, sheet.
0: City would uh, maybe.
2: You, I I don't think you'd be the first name on the team sheet at either of those places. If if if. All the squad were fit, and they were the same squads as this season. I think he becomes a bench player there, or like a fifteen league, fifteen league starts a season player for them. I really do. I think he'd play pretty regularly, but I, right, it depends
0: but, who they get rid sure, of. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but Urza, about Ursa, who yeah, who's going to buy him? I, I think mm-hmm. like you know, I think he'd do well at like Everton maybe, but you know, I can't see him really. I
3: think, think people would buy it. He's it's better than that. Not at No, I know he's better, the than, the I,
0: but I can't see any but of the who really buy big him, teams right, buying okay. him. I can't see. You know, there was a story about United, really, because because I think Jose Mourinho wrote the foreword to his new book. which, yeah. like, By the way, is weird even itself. Why is it? Mm. Why, you know, why is Mourinho? Well, he is that? the best manager that Azul's ever played. on.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. Azul well, Ozil said it.
0: Is that like, what he said? Yeah. I'm going to
2: say it. Yeah. I so would say it. Yeah. But I don't
0: see any big, really big team here by you. Maybe, maybe like a PSG or something. Like that. Maybe they quite like kind of quite old.
3: But, but I, mean, I, I suppose, well, you you know, don't need to be, be fair, to him, we have France. to see all of the all of the performances of all of our players within the, within the prism of a, of a, an underperforming team. Yeah. And he yeah. was in the, earlier in the season; he was he was good. Yeah. He, he scored nine, fewer assists yeah, than last year, there, but he scored right. nine goals. Yes, he went. He's gone
2: downhill. He a he's not, goal.
3: Let's Let's be honest; he, he's not the only one. As the fixtures I, I went, got
2: harder, a lot of them went downhill. Well, I can't yeah. think of
3: me. It goes <laughs> to that kind of thing. Who's our player of the season? It probably is Alexis. Purely on effort and, and goals alone. I think Santi.
2: to be honest. I mean
1: what? We look, we look like title challenges when he was in the <laughs> team. How long was he...
2: But there are many players Chelsea who got was better. Chelsea's
1: last, Chelsea victory's last game.
2: When we, I'm going to say he game, played he? a couple after that. Maybe. Maybe. After. like At least one European. But again, I think his stock has risen. I think he's great, don't get me wrong. But I think his stock has risen far too high being being off the pitch. We do it with a lot of our players. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, Danny yeah. Welbeck was a, a well-beater until he got on the pitch. And then we thought... Like yesterday, he's a good player.
1: He's yeah, no just... more, no
2: less. He's a good player, and he he might become a very good player for us. But that he, he his stock went so high after being injured, and and it, it's definitely happened with Cazorla. I mean, we need him back, and I want him back, and he's great for us. But. The Way people talk about him now, I mean,
1: no, I'm, not saying, the, I'm not saying he's a world beater, but he's, I think he's probably you know, he's neither. a joy to watch, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely. And, and definitely, That string of 10 15 games is probably the best 10 15 games anyone's put in, maybe apart from Alexis, maybe yeah. yeah. Shelny. Yeah, um, but I mean, he's he's what 32 now, so we can't, he, as good as he yeah. is, we it's can't a, rely on him. It's a real kick to the others if he's I was gonna get Im- I mean, Im- I Im- don't know, imagine who the trolling if you I'm gave it to Kazoo. I'm
2: actually, uh, amazingly, I'm presenting. West Ham player of the year award tomorrow wow um, and a few of their fans are saying to me right well I mean I don't know who it is yeah. We generally we'll generally find out tomorrow when we get there it'll be picked by the club is it like the Oscars where I hope they didn't give you the wrong envelope <laughs> I hope not I hope not give
0: me the Warren Beatty of the uh...
2: but you know they've had la 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 They've they've had a season where a lot of players have Slightly underperformed or not lived Mm, up to expectation. I'd be struggling to 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 give theirs. I'd be struggling to give ours. I think it's got to be Alexis. Just look. I mean, just the the
0: goals. It's still he could still be Golden Boot winner with this team of shitty layouts. and this manager. you know, with a minimum of certain amount of respect. Um I think it's got to be him personally but I know loads of people hate him for sort for,
1: for a weird. because reason. we're a binary family we are binary, you know, binary people family. have turned Very against binary. him because of what was you know people yeah. suddenly made him a totem for what yeah. was going on at the club a few weeks ago Look we've got
0: we we near we we've got two games to predict I think before, which is obviously the most important element of the two away, away games, two away games, two tough away games. Because oh, by the the other thing, I want to agree with. Does anyone think we actually can still qualify for the top four? Yeah, that, it's not no impossible. Really? Oh, I, mean, yeah. what, I was gonna, I didn't have time today because I, I moved offices to Camden and it's ruined my life. But um, I was gonna try and work out all that, you know, all the permutations of you in your. So you think we can?
3: I think it's not impossible. It would require it, it's out, it's out of our hands. I
0: mean, I know, I, mean, I know um, mathematically we can. Yeah, but do you think there's any actual likelihood? Do you think it's like?
3: Um, I think
0: no I don't no, think so. I, that's no, what I meant no, I know, it, I know mathematically we
3: can it's an 11% I can.
0: chance 11% yeah. no. I, I don't think that. Just the, the, way
3: the way we're playing I, I don't see us we would no. need to win every single yeah. game and yeah. I don't see it I, I think I
1: Liverpool are it. capable of losing I mean they're so what, I mean what do you think Alan, about Liverpool dropping points at West Ham is that that's possible, possible.
2: Uh, I think West Ham left a lot on the pitch on Friday yeah. night I must admit I'm glad they've got a bit of recovery time I was there at the game and uh, I mean, it was great to get behind our sponsorship of West Ham cheering against Tottenham. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they were they were they were they really put a shift in. So they've got a longer recovery time, haven't they? Because it's Sunday, um, and Liverpool are up in the air at the moment. I, I, I don't know. I think West Ham could get a draw. Yeah, mm. um, hopefully get a win. But I still, I mean, I, I still think that we need going to slip up and incredibly leave. tough for us because as it gets towards the end, I don't know whether we're going to have one on the FA Cup final and. Yeah, we've got a lot of game. We've got like yeah. packed, packed schedule before that cup final, aren't we? And
0: he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna rotate the fucking squad. Giroud's gonna be yeah. back soon, I bet. True. Back Giroud play at Stoke. Breathe deeply, boy. I can't, we can't face it. So all right, so let's predict, Matt, what is going to happen in um, in Southampton away, which is in fact uh, Wednesday night.
1: Nil, <laughs> nil. Oh God,
2: oh. Alan, provide me um, picks roughly the same team as as yesterday. Um, and, and uses Welbeck instead of Giroud. I'm going to say that we will win this game two nil.
3: Mm. Jim, I'm inclining towards a win, mm. um, or a score draw. But yeah, I, no, I think I think I think the, the nearer we get to the pressure being off, the more the more we might raise our game. And
0: yeah, I think a win score though. I need to score, Jim. Oh, sorry, well, that's, um, not good. that's
3: not accurate. That's not particularly. I right? think I think one nil.
0: Okay, I'm going to go. Um, I was going to go one nil. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll go one nil as well. We're allowed to pick the same score. Um, back to Matt for the um, Stoke away. The joy, the unparalleled giddy pleasure that will be playing Stoke away.
1: I think Stoke are on the beach, and I think actually will comfortably win that one two nil.
2: Alan, yeah, me too. And again, comes with a caveat of uh, providing he picks the right team. <laughs> yeah. which you can, you know, you can't the see the team sheet before you do these predictions but I'm in agreement with Matt I think um, I think before the game you'll hear about how difficult it is to go there and that we're always crap up there but I, I actually think that we'll win that quite comfortably that one as well score? 3-0 oh did you say 3-0 mm. and Jim?
3: well just to be contrary and because we're playing midweek are, are they playing midweek Stone? No. no right well just to be contrary I'm going to go for a score draw and I'm okay. going to say 1-1 ok
0: yeah I'm going to go 3-1 I think to us I think we'll be alright yeah um, thanks very much, Matt, Alan, and Jim. And uh, we'll be back with some more teasers next Monday, I think. Bye.
2: This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Give software vendor audits the
0: red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at the whistleblowers.net and it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one Sports Social Podcast Network